This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Alan and Carly. Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly. And right now on 131060, I'm asking the important questions. And that is, how often should you be showering? Because uh, Jason Priestley has gone viral for calling out Brad Pitt's lack of shower habits. Have a listen. What's he like as a roommate, Brad Pitt? Um, Brad wasn't as bad as my other roommate, but Brad, Brad was okay. Um, we used to play this game, uh, all of us, to see who could go the longest without showering. Which, I mean, I think about it now, and I'm like, dude, how disgusting. What, what were you thinking? Who, anyway. Who, who went the longest without Brad, showering? Brad, always Brad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he does that anymore, but back then, he, he could go a long time without showering. He was, That's incredible. Yeah. Who knew Brad Pitt was so dirty? Uh, but on 131060, I'm asking, how often should you be sharing? Because since this interview's gone viral, uh, it's kind of, I guess, sparked this debate on the internet. Now, I'm a once-a-dayer in the morning. If I've got something at night or if I've been sweaty or gotten dirty throughout the day, I will do two a day. Do you agree with this, Zenith, from Karatha? Yes, I agree. It's very hygienic to do it every day. Okay, well, I think we agree you should be showering every day, but what what is the consistency and morning and night, what do you think? Yeah, morning and night for sure every day. Okay, well, the water bill must be high at your place. Yeah, but, you know, it makes you smell good when you go to work, so that's, <laughs> that's true. You know what, it just sounds like you're a considerate person then. Yeah, of course. So does that make me inconsiderate considering that sometimes I'm only having a shower once a day? Well, yeah, like, not going to lie, some mornings I haven't woken up early enough and I'll just bloody chuck the clothes on and I'm in the car we go, but... <laughs> I love it. Now, have you ever done what I've done and that's slept in your clothes the night before when you have to wake up early? Yes. Oh, there sure. we go. I thought I was going to be lie. left hanging there. I <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for your thought. All good. Something naughty at 6.40. Now, if you're not familiar with Naughty at 6.40, this is where we get a little risque. So if there's little ears listening, you might want to cover them or prepare yourself for lots of awkward questions. Now, as per usual, I awkwardly try and fumble my way through this segment and keep my job at the same time. So we have deliberately put this a little earlier so I can have a little bit more legroom, which might be related to what I'm about to talk about. Um, but... I also, at the same time, have a fine line to walk here. So let's talk about a new mum. She is busy, and any new mums would know this. You don't have a lot of free time on your hands, which is why her partner's request to her that she has shared online has gone viral, and rightly so. This has divided the internet. So she has shared her partner's, what is being called brazen, and I would use the same word for it, request. He has requested that they get it on five or six times a day. A day. Not a year. I was thinking a year and I thought, oh, that's quite reasonable as a married woman. But no, a day. Okay, now I think logistically, is that even possible? I wouldn't know. Might say a little bit about me. But obviously the internet did not agree with this being a reasonable request and neither do I. Someone wrote, does he not work? Does he not have any hobbies? 
I think we all know what he wants his hobby to be. Because if you're putting in that many hours, you're pretty much an expert. What do they say? It takes 21 hours or something? Anyway, not for me. You'd think, you know what? You'd quickly table that request. You think it would go without saying, but no, they've compromised at three. Now, I hope my husband isn't listening to this and getting any ideas. Well, that is what I call a working mum. That is that is doing the most. That is full. That is one way to get yourself more children. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. Anyway, the internet, like me, are absolutely outraged by this request, and she is a better woman than me. That's all I'm saying. And a lot more busier. Breakfast with Alan and Carly, and right now I am joined by a very funny lady by the name of Amy Hetherington. She is Albany's own as well, and she is hitting the road. She is literally going all over WA. Uh, she joins me now. Good morning, Amy. Oh, morning. What an absolute treat. Hello, Western Australia. How's it going over there in that time zone? <laughs> and what is it now at the moment? Oh, yeah, it's still morning. We're, we're good. We're good. We're still it's waking still up, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be able to say hello to people in person because this is absolutely epic. You're doing the big summer comedy tour and you are literally hitting Esperance, Denmark, Bustleton, Pemberton. Uh, you're going to be here for Perth Fringe as well, Geraldton, yep. Carnarvon, Caratha, <laughs> Headland and Kalgoorlie. You're going everywhere, man. Yeah, I'm so excited. I've got the car full. I'm currently in Adelaide at the moment on the Wang. I'm about to do the Nullarbor and cruise across that way. But the car's full with the PA and a bunch of stuff. And I'm literally just taking some comedy and some jokes to different places that sometimes miss out during Fringe World, but then, of course, during Perth as well because it's my favourite festival to do in Australia. It's now, mental and fun. Speaking of mental and fun, you actually opened for Steve-O from Jackass when he was here. <laughs> what was that yeah. like? Oh, could you imagine somebody from Jackass trying to talk for <laughs> half an hour without trying to light something on fire? It was <laughs> it was in a nightclub in Darwin and it was rough as guts. The audience was rough as guts and he was like, oh, here you go, Amy, you can just do 10 minutes to warm them up. They did not want me at all. They were just there for Steve. Oh, no. Um, but, oh, but it was very fun and a really good bucket list thing to say that he performed with somebody from Jackass who, you know, we've watched on TV growing up. Oh, absolutely. Now, what was his rider like? Because, you know, he's a big American celebrity. Uh, he is very famously sober now as well. So I can imagine yes. he's probably substituting that for some sort of sugary treat or something. Yeah. Well, well back, it was back then, I don't know how sober he was back then, but it was also like Darwin, the rider has just opened the bar and go for town. <laughs> Is kind of how we roll up there. So if you, if you turn up and you say you're famous, people in Darwin are like, oh, sweet, have a beer. So he could have had whatever he wanted. I'm pretty sure we gave him keys to the city, to be honest. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> now let's talk about your comedy tour because, as I yeah. mentioned before, you are literally hitting the road all over WA. Let's talk about some of the themes that come up in yep. your show. Uh, yep. You have lived a life. You're an Albany girl. Do we see any WA references? Oh, heaps of WA references. Like when you're born and bred in Albany, you kind of get what it's like being a West Australian. So all these regional shows I'm doing, we start off with some WA stuff. And for the past 13 years, I've called Darwin in the Northern Territory home. So there's an endless, if you've been anywhere near the Northern Territory, you know that it's full of weird people (laughs) who do strange things because it's too hot and their brains are boiled. So I'll tell a bunch (laughs) of stories about that. And then the rest of the jokes are about, you know, being a mum. I've got a toddler, I've got a two and a half year old, like that chaotic balance between trying to find 
who I am now that I'm a mum, but then also keep this tiny human alive who still seems to be able to find knives anywhere in the house. And I don't I don't know how to childproof because they're chaotic toddlers and non-stop. <laughs> like a toddler can achieve more in an unsupervised minute than most tradies can in a fortnight. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of oversharing stories about I don't know, like life and being a woman, but then also just having a laugh at things because if you don't laugh, sometimes you cry. <laughs> Absolutely, that is a brilliant way to sum it up. If you don't laugh, sometimes you'll cry. But you're definitely going to be <laughs> providing the laughs, and hey, maybe a few tears. You don't know how the night's going to go. Oh, look, I'm not <laughs> going to judge anyone's reaction. If you feel like you want to cry at one of my shows, just just go for it. Safe space. Everyone's there. I'll give you a cuddle. I'm here for it. I love it. Well, uh, you can catch Amy Heather. Pretty much all over WA. Uh, just look up the Big Summer Comedy Tour. It's probably coming to a town near you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Amy, and good luck on the road. You're so welcome, WA. I can't wait to get there and to do these shows. It's going to be so much fun. A new study has been done uh, by dating experts. Now, they've actually kind of crunched the numbers and the data around when most people are using the apps. So I guess it is a bit of a numbers game uh, these days when you're trying to find love. So what they've come up with is the perfect time to swipe. And that is the time when there's going to be most interaction and most people are jumping online and looking for love. Um, So what they've found by crunching the numbers is that most people are looking for love on the apps on a Monday between 8 and 9 p.m. Now, as someone that goes to bed at 8.30, thank God I'm already married because that just does not work for me. I'm more of like a have dinner early, be in bed early. So I don't think I'm going to find anyone that really suits my lifestyle if they're, you know, up on the ups at 9pm. Um, but then this is followed by Tuesday at 9pm, uh, Thursdays at 7pm, and weirdly Sundays at 5pm. Um, so I guess it does make sense. I mean, it'd be weird if it was like a 10am on a Monday because then you're like, well, shouldn't you be at work? What's your job situation? Um, And apparently also we are now in what they're calling peak dating season. Uh, They reckon 11.4 million more messages are sent on Tinder between the beginning of the year and Valentine's Day. So there you go. We are in prime looking for love season. People are waving their flags. People are wanting to find love. So if that's you... Now is the time. Do not put it off uh, Monday, 8 till 9. Get on the apps. Or, you know what, maybe just give yourself half an hour so you can still go to bed early. Trending. Trending. Now. And now let's take a look at the biggest trending stories happening around the internet for trending now. And this one is dominating all of the headlines at the moment. And that is uh, Princess Kate, because Kensington Palace have put out an official statement this morning um, talking about the fact that she has uh, planned abdominal surgery at a private hospital. Um, and they did say that she it was a success, so it's been done, uh, but she would be remaining in hospital for 10 to 14 days and be out of action for some time. Now, this actually comes hours before Buckingham Palace announced that King Charles would also be heading to hospital next week. Um, he's having treatment for an enlarged prostate, so we wish them both a very safe, very quick recovery. But, hey, Wills, looking at you, you got to step up because, as we know, Harry and Meghan ain't doing it, are they? So it uh, looks like it's all on your shoulders right now, William and Camilla. What the, I don't know why. I just find the dynamics between William and Camilla would be very awkward. 
But hey, maybe they might be spending a bit more time together. Um, and also trending around the internet is Arnold Schwarzenegger because he has been detained by customs at Munich Airport, get this, for failing to declare an expensive watch. That is not a thing I'm ever going to be detained for anytime soon. So at least I can take that out of my circle of worry. Um, but yeah, they're taking this pretty seriously. He was held in the customs area of the airport after arriving via America. And um, someone from customs said, we've initiated criminal proceedings under tax law. He said the watch should have been registered because it's an import. Imagine having to be the one to tell Arnie that. Imagine. Probably was some little 17-year-old guard that drew the short straw. Oh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Um, I've just spoken to the manager and, um, yeah, you know that shiny watch? Um, sorry, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take that from you. Wow, that would have been a bad day in the office, that's for sure. And let's finish it up with this one because this is so exciting. And that is the fact that we are getting a No Doubt reunion. Now, we have seen that over the years the band have had a lot of infighting. It didn't look like they were going to get back together. We have seen some reunions in the past, but apparently they're going to be reuniting the Coachella. That is going to be absolutely epic. Uh, Gwen Stefani actually did a bit of a video um, breaking the news to the world and I, for one, am very excited about it. And that is what's trending around the internet for Trending Now. Breakfast with Alan and Carly. And joining me right now is financial expert James Musa. Now, he wasn't the bearer of any good news last year. He tried to be, though, uh, but interest rates were through the roof. We're hearing a lot of reports about uh, things changing for the better this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he can confirm them. He joins me now. Good morning. G'day, Carly. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I don't like that tone already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the, the crystal ball's very murky right now, so no. I'm uh, I'm trying to shake it. I want to get some good news for you. Okay, well let's start with interest rates because obviously they were through the roof last year. Are we going to see them go up? Are they going to stabilise, or can we even say they might go down? Oh, okay, you're putting me under pressure here, but it's always a guess. No one really knows. It's up to the Federal Reserve as they go forward. But my take is that I think we are due to get a slight cut in the next six months. I think we are going to see a slight reduction, but we are not going to see it go back to you know 2%, 1% where it was not so long ago. Interest rates have to be up around the uh, 5 to 6% mark. That's where we have equilibrium. So the good news is that uh, we are going to get some reprieve, but uh, we do have to be a bit patient. Okay, now I want to talk about grocery prices because not only have they been under scrutiny lately, but they are also going to be at the forefront of a Senate inquiry. Um, we've seen the big supermarket chains uh, brag about record profits, and now the government are going to be digging into that. 
and apparently they might not have been doing the right thing when it comes to consumers. Do you think this is going to force supermarkets to start having more reasonable pricing or do you think that this is here to stay? No, I, I think it will have uh, a lot of impact. There's nothing wrong with scrutiny. There's nothing wrong with lifting the, uh, the lid and I think that uh, I've got a lot of primary producers, farmers who are clients and when I find out what they get paid versus what we pay in the supermarket, there's definitely somebody making a lot of money and it's not the primary producers. So I'm more than happy for supermarkets to be held to account. Absolutely. We are seeing some prices come down a little bit when it comes to the big supermarket chains. Are they going to stay this way or do you think they're just trying to play it nice while the inquiry is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's a little bit of coming to the table with clean hands, but Senate inquiries are pretty nasty. If you ever want some entertainment, you just log on and have a watch of it. They're going to be held to account. I hope they do roll back some pricing because there are some goods that have been jacked up. And unfortunately, they're the goods that most people tend to need. Bread, milk, eggs, you know, some of the pricing on that is astronomical. Well, speaking of needs are petrol prices. I've actually noticed that we are seeing them come down to more reasonable prices. Uh, Are you seeing a trend there financially? Yeah, petrol pricing... I mean, that's a really good indicator of where the economy's at. And there are so many things that rely on petrol and diesel and so on to run. So to see that come back should also mean that transport costs come down. And I think that when that happens, we should see grocery prices come down because the cost to move them all over the country should come down as well. So yes, I do think we're seeing petrol reduced to a more reasonable level. And that's great for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And I want to finish it on this one. I read that they think that travel is going to be more accessible for people in 2024. I did uh, see a number floating around that flights are going to be down 17%. We actually have seen the year start with a lot of flight sales from the bigger airlines. Do you think that travel is going to become more affordable and potentially even go back to pre-COVID pricing? Again, it's all part of the normalisation of the economy. So it's important for it to come back eventually and make it more affordable. I don't know that we'll get to pre-COVID pricing, but we're certainly going to get to much, much more reasonable travel costs than where it currently sits. Okay. Well, you know what? I think you've actually been the bearer of some good news this morning, James. 2024 is looking up, right? Safe to say. Yeah, that's it. Be positive. I love the sound of all of that. If you want to check out more of James's advice or get financial advice from him, you can check out lifesumo.com.au. Thanks for joining me, James. No worries, Carly. Thank you. That was the Alan and Carly podcast.